Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC with your boys Mark Williams, Danny Gazette and me Chris Alley. We are talking all things football. We have a European heavy uh, podcast. We talk a lot about the FA Cup. Is Ronaldo the best football that's ever lived? Uh, we get into some manager talk, maybe a little bit of race in there. I know you like that, Dan. Um, we get into Danny's game. We do front three, back four, and anything else we can get into. Let's go. You know, as a nation right now, we're currently split on whether we should be staying in Europe or leaving Europe. But at this rate, we're probably going to get kicked out the way we're dominating Europe at the moment. That's the, probably the worst joke you've made yeah, in a long yeah, time, Chris. Ah, uh, you know, we like to talk a bit of politics <laughs> here in the old Talk FC podcast. But now, seriously, though, it's... Um, I expected more than that. There's so many jokes you could have made, Ronaldo style, but no, fine. Ronaldo? Go on. Who's he? No, go on. Uh... Yeah, no. Um, do you think the Premier League is getting back to its um, getting back to its very best? We've got four teams through in Europe, uh, doing well in the Europa League. Do you remember what happened last time? We had four teams in four English teams in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. What happened? Barcelona won it. Ah, uh, <laughs> Barcelona aren't in it anymore, are they? Yes, they are. Oh, yeah. They actually, got Man United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was a good result for Liverpool. That was the uh, game that I watched this week. Um, did you watch any of the European football? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched quite a bit. I watched the Ronaldo show on Tuesday. Ah, yes, yes, Mark, Mark. Yeah, so last week we uh, spoke about a game and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's done. Two goals is too much to turn it around. Told you, Atletico are terrible away we from We had uh, different opinions, but I'd like to say I called it right and Arsenal <laughs> did overcome their two goals. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, just. just. Um, do you know what? If if Cristiano Ronaldo manages to pull this off and win the Champions League, I think that into the debate whether he's uh, the Messi Ronaldo debate. I've I've yeah I've been of the opinion in a single match, Ronaldo is the guy you want. Like maybe over a league season, Messi is is up there. Like it's tight, it's close between them. But I think if you had a, a Champions League final, you're like okay, I just want one guy. Ronaldo would be the first guy I'd pick in. Not last week. <laughs> no, but to be honest, in all honesty, one, you sort of back yourself and go hard on your position. But two, I didn't actually realise how bad Atletico were. and They're not bad. Diego no, Costa was, how good Juventus were brilliant. No, they were really it was, good. It, I think maybe Diego Costa is pretty important to Madrid because Morata is awful. Yeah, and, uh, Did you Did I, you I, see how good Messi was against Leon though? Did I you see? Have you, did game. you see the Barcelona Leon? So Messi got was it three goals and two assists or whatever? It, also something, like that. something ridiculous, and every single one was just brilliant. Everything he did was unbelievable. That his last goal where he basically sat three defenders down. I saw the, the, the goals. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So obviously I'm in the Ronaldo camp. Always have been. I think it's a United thing, but yeah, it, it was funny. Some, after the Champions League games, everyone's talking about all the new young kids up and coming and actually Ronaldo and Messi are just on such a different level to everyone else. It's just crazy. Yeah, but they're on a different level to anyone who's ever, ever played football. Yeah. So like, we just got to remember that football will go back to normal once they retire. It'd be a shame, wouldn't it? It'd be an absolute shame. We're not, yeah, and, and the thing is, we might get 
seasons where one player can peak. Like Ronaldinho, I'd say a single season. Ronaldinho is one of the best players I've ever seen. Yeah. But Ronaldo and Messi have done it. When did they first... First Ballon d'Or was what, 2007? Yeah, and then that was it for the, for the next <laughs> and, 10 years. Yeah, so you're talking 12 years dominating. Yeah, no, if you think maybe about some of the guys on, that are next on the line, some of the young players, the only really... I mean, Mbappe yeah. probably going to be one of the guys that you talk about as the best players, but pff, you're talking about ones that are generational type players, them two, or, or just, you know, best ever. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, they're I mean, so good because you don't often see a kid nicknamed the new Messi or the new Ronaldo like they're, they're that good that people don't even label the young kids with them and say oh, yeah because that's Ronaldo. a different level yeah yeah. yeah. But you remember in the past they say oh this guy's the new Maradona or he's the new Henri yeah like they're, they're on a level of their own but. yeah um, Arsenal and uh, Chelsea made it through in Europa League which is actually now I might actually start watching it because uh, now it's really getting to the business end of the tournament which is good yeah, I've got six English teams in the, in Europe. I mean, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the Premier League is obviously always, we've always held it being um, English is the best league in the world. But now I think back to you know what, what was was it mid two thousands when when Chelsea and Man United between and, sort of oh five and 12, have you have you guys seen the the clip the video go around? You know, the other day I sent you that one of players scoring, and yeah. like the tableau style data. Yeah. Have you seen the one of the spe- club spends? No. Oh, it's really good. You should check that out as well. That's doing the rounds. But that is it's the, the most obvious vision of how the Premier League literally just took over. Because I think it starts in like 97 or 98. Took over what? In terms of how much money they had and the, the volume of spend. Because basically it's the same graph and it just shows over time, over the 12 years or whatever it is, who's the top spenders and the top 10 and it moves around. And it's like Inter Milan were the number one spenders for about 12 yeah. years. Yeah. And then suddenly Chelsea came in and then it was like... Out of nowhere, Chelsea, boom, right to the top. Man City, right to the top. May United were always up there, but all of a sudden, then Newcastle turned up, the Leeds turned up. Literally, all the teams just start turning up, and then when it ends, you've just got Man City with like one point something billion spent. Yeah. Inter Milan not even in the top ten anymore, and uh, it's just all the English teams. Would you think it's we're crazy. on the precipice of of Premier League teams not just competing and participating, but actually winning the Champions League again? I mean, yeah. the obvious, the yeah. obvious, the obvious team. I think you could say that out of the four teams that are in it going to win it Premier League wise is Man City I think uh, Liverpool have a good shout right yeah but Spurs Mark yeah well I think Spurs I, and I I felt no one wanted City in the draw yeah. and when they got Tottenham I probably think City didn't want Tottenham I imagine as, that as well yeah. no, well they didn't want Liverpool either I reckon they'd have been alright with everyone but Liverpool yeah. City, City are heavy favourites against Tottenham but over two legs if, if Tottenham Tottenham could easily just shut down and play a tactical game and nick, nick a result over two legs. They can so. definitely beat City. They can definitely beat City. But City Not just like it. But Not City, like. the difference is, is if Tottenham could go through, they might go through on a one goal, maybe an away goal. If City turn on, they beat teams 5-6. Yeah. Yeah. Just... And also, it, I think it does come down to kind of probably some of the Premier League fixtures that come up for them. I mean, I haven't got it in front of me looking, but uh, Spurs, if Spurs prioritise Europe, then they'll probably start to drop off on the Premier League as well, depending on the games and whether they've got big games. Yeah, I don't, I, see, I don't think Spurs have a big enough squad to no. rotate. They're yeah, just going to no. play. They're just going to keep playing until well, they're out. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think Liverpool are in the same boat as well. Liverpool don't really have two teams no. that can compete. If, um, this, last year it was Salah, but at this point, if Mane doesn't play, I mean, where are their goals really going to come from? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Uh, bring up the uh, Champions League draw. Here we go. The so Champions got League draw. Man yeah. United got Barca. Spurs got uh, City. City. You got Liverpool Juve. got Porto. No, Juve got Porto. Who did Liverpool get? Whoever was left. Whoever was left. Uh, hold on. Bring it Let's up. Get it up. No, we should have done this. Bad play. I thought Juve got Ajax. Oh, mate. Uh, Liverpool got Porto. Are you sure? I'm going off memories. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're yeah. right. Ajax, Juve, Liverpool, Porto, United, Barca, Spurs, City. Ajax, yeah, Juventus, draw. I mean, to be fair, it, it was first. just who could hope to get Porto. That was like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. uh, I, I, look, I look at that and I think, actually, you can see Juve, City, Liverpool and United. And I genuinely mean I think United could beat Barcelona. I know they, they've got Messi, but if you can shut Messi down... Wolves are set up to beat the big teams. So I was, I was talking yeah. to someone yesterday in the pub and we were watching that game, and we we just had a look at Wolves' record this season against. They haven't lost a single game against top six this season. Yeah, but we're in March now. Though you think the top teams would cop on and no, like change the way they play against Wolves, give them a bit of respect, but they don't. But it's because how they they set up for the counter attack. So they're perfect against teams that want to attack them. They struggle against the likes. They've lost twice to Huddersfield. Because they sit back and they can't break them down. Yeah, they're just they're set up to play against bigger teams. And that, I think, that's why I think so Man United well. at this point, as as well as um, Solskjaer has done, and, and Man United sort of resurgences. They they are very much a team. I think it is dependent on how they turn up on the day. If Pogba's going to be good, if Lukaku's yeah. going to be good, if they turn up well, can they turn up against two legs against Barcelona? Uh, probably not. I, why not? I mean, why not? Though? I mean, look, why, why not? not? Why not? They they. Yeah. The Barcelona are the team they used to be. They could they be the team of destiny right now. They won the, they won in hot in yet, but I mean yeah, we're just yet to see. But it should be. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Juventus um, Ajax draw. It should be good. I mean, it might it might just be showing that Ajax are going to be the the what they what's this uh, turn of phrase like pretenders? You know, young pretenders. They look good, but now they're up against Ronaldo. They they are mastering. Yeah, get revenge. Yeah, I, I think what Atletico, I think what Atletico showed, and um, Spurs did it to Juve last year, is that Juve can be got at. The, yeah. the, the, the only they difference lost today for the first time. Yeah, yeah Genoa. Yeah. Did you Did you hear what happened? Yeah. So Ronaldo didn't play, and all the Genoa fans that travelled there, they they suing. They want their money back because they only came to <laughs> really? watch Ronaldo. Well, they sold out. They sold all their. They sold out their tickets like the first time this season. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he didn't play. <laughs> he didn't they play. didn't they play. They won their money back. <laughs> so funny. That's so odd. Oh my god, why didn't he play? Is he injured or is he just rested? No, he was rested, I think. Ah, oh, fair enough. But um, yeah, the Tottenham Man City one. It's such a shame when two English teams get drawn. To yeah. I know, but when you got four in the last eight, what are you gonna do? What do you expect? We actually did all right. Imagine yeah, it was two could have, and two. Could have been worse. Yeah. I thought. I thought Liverpool get United. They met. Well, that's the draw that would happen if the winners get. United. Is there a redraw? Is there a redraw after this? No, no, it's really Liverpool's tie will be with Man United's tie. Oh god. So. Imagine Porto Barcelona. <laughs> have you have you seen? Well, the... you think Man City could get Tottenham, then Man United, then Liverpool? They <laughs> could have a just run of English teams to, yeah. to win it. No. Yeah. Um, have you have you seen the Europa League draw? No. So I Arsenal, saw got Arsenal Napoli. Napoli. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that. I haven't seen the whole draw. Chelsea's yeah. side of the draw is ridiculous. If Chelsea don't get right, to the final, uh, if they don't get to the final of uh, of the Europa League. There's something seriously wrong. Yeah. I mean, I know they're useless and lost to Everton today. But... Talking quickly, Arsenal Napoli. Uh, wish Ospina well. He got carried off. He had. A, I think he had a clash of heads and collapsed during the game today. Really? Who's he play for? Napoli. Napoli. He's on loan from Arsenal. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if the. I don't think they have the 
Ooh. Pour one out for David Ospina. He faints on pitch and is taken to hospital after a blow to the head. Shit. Oh dear. He's going to have a Petr Cech hat. Oh man, probably. That's a shame. Yeah. I like him. He, he's a good keeper. Well he's a good keeper. Well, yeah. As yeah. far as I follow him. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be interesting. Do you know how Napoli's doing in their league? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're doing all right. I think they're, they're second, I think. Um, but I mean, then they're not going to get anywhere near to Juve. This is the first game all season Juve have lost. Oh, yeah. Juve! So like, it's like it's like Celtic used to be in the it's ridiculous in this their league. Yeah. Yeah, but um, hopefully Arsenal can do well. I don't know if I'll... Napoli have got a good side though. Yeah, certainly not a walkover. I can it imagine. Just depends what Arsenal turn up. Yeah. You never, Again. you never know. Like the Europa, Europa League, they've had to come back now twice from bad first. But talking, yeah, but you're talking I mean, against no, rubbish. Teams. No, no, <laughs> no, in Emery's history, I mean, this is the tournament for him, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he probably knows better than anyone else how to set up to win this thing, uh, which would be good for Arsenal. I'd actually like to, um, I'd like it if they made top four and get in the Champions League that way than actually win the Europa League and maybe. Turn up fifth or sixth or something like that. To be honest with you, I prefer to win trophies. Yeah, I'd like, much rather in, do what United did the other year, which is win the Europa League and get in that way. It almost feels like a cheekier way tro- of doing it. Trophies are what seasons are about. Like getting into the Champions League. Yes, there's like, oh, if you, it may make players want to play for Arsenal if they're in the Champions League, and there's a bit of money, but the money for the Champions League isn't that important anymore. It's more around. Player attempt. There's so much money involved in football now. I don't, I'm not sure if that's even the, the, the most appealing thing, isn't it? Being like, yeah. oh, they're in Champions League. End of the day, you want to see your team in a final. Yeah. And you want to see your nice. team win a final. I don't know how the bracket falls out for, for them. Are there, well, are there any big teams still? Chelsea, so Napoli, well, you, Benfica. You've got Arsenal, Napoli, you've got uh, Chelsea, Prague. Eintracht, them are. Uh, Eintracht yeah, Frankfurt. Yeah. Frankfurt are a really good team. I, yeah. think, yeah. I think they could beat Benfica and then they're going to be a, a tough uh, tough team to beat. Uh, and then Villarreal, Valencia. Villarreal, Santi Cazorla, main man. Mm, be interesting. Yeah, it would be. There you go. Valencia nearly got knocked out by some nothing team. Man so United go from heroes to zeros, losing against Wolves, as we just said. It's two in a row now they've lost. Do you think that? Um, do you think they're still sort of hung over from that win, or they're maybe just getting stretched a bit too thin? Uh, a little bit. I, I don't know. I looked at the bench yesterday, and the only attacking player we had on the bench was Mata. Everyone else was a defender or yeah. a, or like a defensive midfielder, uh, and we so I think we've got we've been decimated by injuries certainly, but no, I think it was just one of those. Like, Wolves are a really good team. Wolves have given everyone a game. They've beaten Spurs. They beat, they drew with yeah. Arsenal, with Chelsea, with City. Like they they'll just give everyone a good team, and they they deserved it. They play better than us. They they play really well. You think it's well. just like as well um, uh, Solskjaer just sort of coming back to earth a little bit. He's just running. He's, Man United's sort of run a little bit too good since he's been there, and now the high is starting to wear off. It, and I, I, it's just going back to the mean. Man United aren't as good as their results were producing under Solskjaer. They're not going to win every single match. The, the, this team isn't actually th- that good. So on paper they should be. The players they've got. Uh, he's every, still done an amazing job. Yeah, he's, he's lost a couple of games. One against Arsenal. One against Wolves. Less if 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 in two or three weeks time when after the international break if he loses another couple then then people will start talking but I don't I can't I don't think you can say it's a crisis or it's a no. come back down to earth yet no. not at all I mean I do I do think they might be the ones that actually fall out of the top four to be honest I like, think even it's, it's, it's so tight Chelsea lost today which yeah. was a... it'd be really nice if Spurs dropped out but um... I. Uh... To be honest, the funny thing is, all I can see is all of them dropping out. Yeah. <laughs> and then two of them have to make yeah, it. But the at the moment, everyone's crumbling. So yeah. we'll see. 
No, I, I don't know. But that's why they're not challenging because, like, the four teams aren't exactly uh, consistent. Have you seen the FA Cup draw? Uh, Just Brighton got, got City. Yeah, Brighton City and Watford Wolves. Oh, we got to talk about Brighton. Did yeah, did you see? Game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what was that keeper doing? Brighton scored in the 88th minute and the 94th minute. Wow. Two two. What was that keeper doing? <sighs> but did the conditions, uh, like, I don't care. He just let it in. It's right. Oh, that's I, going I, over. I oh, it's think, in. I think oh, that's he, annoying. Did he not hit it in? Did he well, not yeah, it went into his hands and he just kind of threw it in the goal. Yeah, it made no sense. A cross to the far post, but it, I f- I'm sure it was going wide. No, it was going in. Was it, was it going, going, going in? Yeah. He tapped it in. Well, no, he, he, he literally could have caught it. He's in the corner of his goal. He could have caught it, and instead of catching it, he just caught it and then just carried on into the goal and put it in the goal. It was just really bizarre. Really, 94th minute, and then obviously in the extra time as well, Brighton scored in the last kick of the game, and then he got ruled for offside, and it shouldn't have been because he was onside, and then went to penalties. It was a good game actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Needed VAR. It did. Do it's you know what? Funny. This inconsistency of yeah, VAR, yeah. I just can't understand Swansea it. Swansea are now out of the FA Cup because of VAR. Like, how you can have VAR at some ties? Yeah. Like, Man United Wolves have VAR, and then Swansea, Man City don't because Swansea aren't a Premier League club. It's weird because... It's all rolling up next year, though. Yeah, next year, next year it'll be everywhere, but it's ridiculous. You can't have... Like four four games in a round of FA Cup, like, and some of them have VAR and some of them don't. It's not because... like Swansea's Hackney Marshes. They, yeah, they, they were a Premier League team not that long ago. You can put the cameras in there. Like, they're making <laughs> out like oh, only the Premier League teams can have VAR. So when Swansea got City, they're like, oh yeah, they they can't have VAR. You're like, but well, they were in the Premier League last year. I have to say, Barnet got knocked out of the FA Cup because they didn't have VAR. So. Yeah. Well, I would have thought if they if they're rolling out VAR. Like the the FA or or whoever the Premier League UEFA, if they're gonna make it make this a thing, you pay for the clubs to install it. Yeah, I mean it, all the Premier League teams have it, yeah. so it, that's not a problem. And for Europe and everything, it's all the big teams. But yeah. it's FA Cup stuff like that where you you can't have some teams having it and some teams well, no, not. But if you just can't. Well, you're play, if you're going to be playing at Southford uh, Southford City or something like that, like one of these small clubs or in the champion or the conference, they're not going to have VAR. You can't expect but them if- to. They don't even have a fucking even ground. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, bobbly at best. But they have all the cameras there anyway. Yeah. All they just need is a ref to look at a replay. Like, it's not that te- It's not that smart. Like, goal line technology, okay, when they brought in the, the Hawkeye, and uh, which there was conspiracies about. Did you hear? Uh, no. Ronaldo's head that they were like... It's, it is it is dodgy now. When I watched it, that, when I, I did not believe that was in. When I didn't I, believe when it crossed the And then it went to the computerized video, and the ball moves like so. Like they show like the real one, and you know it goes to like computerized where the ball is. Yeah, it does look like the ball slightly goes back. No, and the but computerized it, it, no, from from enough saw enough angles, it does look in eventually. But yeah, when you I first see, saw it, from the angle of the TV, sure. it does not look in. It, the computerized one is not where the ball was. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like whether the ball crossed the line is something else conspiracies but that, conspiracies because it, it was like the landing next yeah but it was like oh did that cross the line that must have barely crossed goes to the computer and it's like five millimetres behind the line you're like no it wasn't that yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh, Man City gonna... Man City just are so deep like that they can't get stretched too thin do you know what I mean like I was looking at the side that they put out this week with Mares and all that yeah. fucking Sane they just got too many fucking players. It's yeah. unreal. It's absolutely outrageous. You would like to. I would like to think that certain individuals would have a bit more want to play consistently. Like they, they do. To That's the, they're in all four competitions, yeah, so they all they do. You're not playing for for real stuff. You know, you're playing. You're not the first team. 
You know you're not a part of the first Well, Mares is probably going to make 20-something appearances this season. Yeah, I don't know. And he's getting paid a fortune, and he's going to go and win probably three or four cups. What does he care? Maybe. The Watford Watford uh, Watford Wolf game should be good because Watford sort of seems to be a little bit up and down in terms of the Sunday. Yeah, really good. it was quite good seeing. Uh, did you see Gomez, the goalkeeper, sort of was in tears after saying he's ninety nine point nine percent sure he's retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, he just so wants to like, make it to Wembley. He's like, if I make it to Wembley, yeah. this would be the highlight of his career. Oh, that's nice. He's probably uh, when he first signed for Tottenham. <laughs> he was so good and then yeah. just made one error and just never, never mentally never recovered but in yeah. terms of athleticism and size he's he a great penalty stopper he's a great penalty he's stopper he's massive he covers yeah. so much of the goal yeah. like, like I, he should have been a great keeper like but just as we know most things with goalkeepers is mental once they make a mistake they they do struggle and like there was an interview not that long ago with Ben Foster saying the reason he looked so good once he moved down the league is purely mental. He's like, when he was at Man United, he really struggled with the pressure. Of, yeah. He's like, you're not even doing anything, but just the pressure of the game just plays. Well, it. it's being a completely different keeper. Like For the big teams, you have to stand there for six to five minutes and do nothing and then make yeah. a save. Whereas the, the smaller teams, you're literally making save after save and you're constantly in the game. And, it, it's, and it's there's a reason different. why they can't play. Like, like Fabianski, look, I always thought looked a great goalkeeper when he was uh, Swansea's goalkeeper. Uh, and now at West Ham, he's been one of the best yeah. this season. You see, Escalina, like he, he was one of the top point scorers always in uh, fancy football. But there's a reason why he's not playing for the big clubs. Yeah, but um, should we get into some manager talk? We're talking the manager carousel, as you like to call it. Yeah, where do yeah. you want to start? Let's well, start with uh, Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Paul Scholes. Yeah. How how long was his tenure? Thirty-one days. By the way, can I say a uh, message just scored another hat trick? There you go. <laughs> Ronaldo. Eat your heart out. Eat your heart um, Yeah, 31 days Paul Scholes had. What was their record while he was doing it for 31 days? Um, I can't remember, but um, I did find that there was a really funny news story which was about um, Paul Scholes quits Oldham after fax machine fails to send Kylian Mbappe bid. It was a bit of a joke, but actually there was a bit of truth in it in that basically he was leaving, he was told when he got the job that he'd have control... No, no, not that he'd have Mbappe. <laughs> he was told that he'd have control over like the players and he'd be allowed to bring people in. And what? Anyway, uh, obviously then straight away they went, well, we haven't got any money. No, of course you can't bring anyone in. And he was like, well, well that's not what I signed for. Um, so yeah, I, there was this really funny article. I won't read all through it, but I was laughing because it, it does basically just takes the piss out of all the things that are wrong, but in a like, satirical way with things Skulls are trying to do. But it does make me laugh that like it's his first job as a manager, pretty much everyone who's ever played with him and worked with him said this is a guy who is not management no. material. Yeah, absolutely not. And he's making not. out like yeah. he's doing them such a big favour. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he's uh, so odd as well because even when he's when he's a pundit, he looks like he doesn't even want to be there. Like, yeah, that, do I really have to talk football? He's the, he's the guy who talked the least during football and then suddenly became a pundit and wouldn't shut up. Maybe he's just looking for a way to make money. Like, do you reckon he's really poor? Well, no. He, the, well, he the, doesn't live an extravagant life. No, not at all. Maybe the he's guy will have, the guy have tons of money. Investment, I don't know. I, I don't know. He said the the thing was in his statement where he, he finished off saying something like, "This is still my boyhood club, and I still love it, and I'm still going to come and watch it as a fan every week." And you're like, "Shut up!" You I don't know what you were doing here for a moment. I don't know if it was a bet or something. You know, something. Well, I yeah. said that the thing felt very Edgar Davids. It was just yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it, was it just weird. was very convenient. And you're like, no, you want you want managers to actually go and plan and and spend their time on it. You can't yeah. have this guy who's like. 
I'll, I'm there on a Saturday anyway. I'll just yeah, I'll just, I'll just be a manager. Yeah. Zinedine Zidane's back. He's back. That's that picture that you sent of um, his, his outfit. His outfit was. Oh God's sake! Criminal. So funny. Absolutely criminal. How can you turn up to your press conference looking like that? I thought my joke was great, boys. You guys didn't laugh at all. <laughs> I said, "Was it as good as the starting joke of this?" It, yeah, it was uh, much better than that. Actually, it was a. Uh, when um when you rip your trousers before the meeting, I have to go to Lost and Found. <laughs> he did look terrible, <laughs> but he um he won his first too much money. Won his first game back yeah, today, yeah. but that's what that's why he seems to do well at Madrid because he because of his trousers, because <laughs> of his eccentric yeah, yeah nature. Just the fact that he yeah. he is like I am this like I can do what I want. I I'm am, a Galactico. Yeah, I can't imagine Galactico. someone like him sitting down like writing up notes for things to do in training tomorrow. I feel like he'll just be like, here's a ball express yourself or he'll, he'll just come out and go right I've just had a thought I'm, and he'll do something like kick ups or some ridiculous and he'll go right go and do that yeah. <laughs> that'll be it. it isn't like 90% of training not even done by the manager though. yeah most of yeah, it yeah, no, okay. just go out and just, just but to be fair to be what, fair to yeah. him you do, if you wonder has he changed anything I mean he's literally <laughs> changed the team completely back to it's like it's 20, 2016 again he brought back Kaylor Navas Isco Bale Asensio all back into the starting lineup. They were all. I mean, Isco hasn't played in in months and months for no reason at all. He's their best player basically, and uh, yeah, brought them all back and they absolutely dominated Celta Vigo. Well, who's their ex manager? Um, oh, they had a, they had a few. They had a few. Who's the one that forgot, just left? Forgotten his name. Cass. Uh, but the looks of it, I mean, he must have fell out with a lot of his players then as well. Well, they first of all they had was it um, Lopeteng, Lopetegui who who was the Spain manager and he quit on the eve of. Um, yeah, the, the World, World Cup. <laughs> Take the Real Madrid game. Take the Real Madrid job, and then lost it after I three months. About that. that is hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, because yeah. that because Spain were one of my like predictions before the World Cup, and as soon as they lost their manager, they just fell apart. So it destroyed the the national team. Well, they had a lot of old bodies there as well, wasn't it? But they went into the World Cup on real good form. They were absolutely destroying everyone. As soon yeah. as they lost him. They couldn't get a win. Uh, S- Santiago Solari. So Solari used to play for them. Solari, yeah. He was one of their players, uh, the Argentinian. Um, he was there for 32 games, which is double what Lopetegui got. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's done well. But yeah, Zidane, first game, 1-2-0. All good. Everyone's happy again. Well, so all of a sudden, the De Gea rumours have come back because Courtois got dropped and he's been useless this season. Yeah. It's a t- if you spend so much money on a goalkeeper, it's tough because like you can't... You can't take them out of the team for a bit. Like with goalkeepers, you have to back. Them. You once have you, to keep them in. Yeah. Once you take them out, there. Yeah. Well, Kaylor Navas came in and did brilliantly, so I can't see. Um, he's not a bad goalie. Navas. No, he's good. Good goalie, but there's that. There's obviously then now it was literally the days of Dan started. It was like right, okay, well he's going to go and buy Mbappe and Neymar and Hazard and Eriksson and freaking everyone. So we'll see what happens in the summer. Apparently, he's got three hundred million to spend. Yeah. Let's and. Big big news in uh, the managerial carousel was uh, West Brom's firing of uh, what's his name again, Darren Clark, Darren Moore. Darren Moore. <laughs> yeah, that seemed an odd one. Yeah, I I texted you guys when it first happened, and uh, yeah, it doesn't feel right. Like especially if you look at how West Brom have behaved with managers in the past. You yeah. see how long it took them to sack Pardew. How long it took them. Who was the guy before Pardew? Because Pardew came in, didn't he? Uh, well, Pulis. Yeah, if you look how long it... Like, I think Pardew got sacked after not winning in 12 games. This guy doesn't win in four. Do you, do you, think, do you think there is... You know, there's obviously always this talk about black managers and the way in which they're treated and stuff like that. Do you, 
Do you see that? Do you think that black I think managers, is, their, their tenure will be cut short if they don't do as well? I, I think this is why. an example why, why of would... unconscious bias rather than... A not a per- yeah, it's not like being like, this. I hate black people. But, but that doesn't make sense like... because for Darren Moore specifically, he's like a club legend as well. So there shouldn't have it. There shouldn't not be any bias towards him because he is a club legend. Like they love him. Everyone knows him. He's been there forever. It's not like he's just someone that's come in from the outside. Yeah. Well, the two the two things I think that go against him is one, his colour, and two. Wow. Why? I just don't, I, I can't I think, believe I think, you think that. I think the expectation. Yeah, I think he has been sacked harshly. I think another thing is also the fact he was a caretaker manager. And do, do you that, know too that, many That's more believable, that a, I get. A caretaker manager becoming permanent and then succeeding. So they're, they're, I think what I think's happened is West Brom have just basically said, we're going to get rid of this guy. And then he did so well at the end of last season. They're like, we can't get rid of him now. And then just have waited all season and said, look, as soon as we get five bad games, he's gone. I mean, he must have someone in mind, right? I think potentially the way the league's been working is they can they they basically can't get automatically promoted now. But well, they will can. make the playoffs. They can. I mean, anything can happen. There's still lots of games left. But yeah, you've yeah. got some really. I mean, Sheffield United, Leeds, and Norwich, and all, they're really good sides. Derby are really good. And they've, Villa are on on a run. But they've now. had some great results this year, West Brom. And they have, yeah. Morris well, came out and They're fourth. Said, they're fourth yeah. in the league. I mean, but I mean that's a tough league to be won, in. Like, did they beat QPR 7-0, was it? They, yep. they had some huge wins. They, I think they smashed Leeds one game. Yep. 4-0 um, they beat Leeds. Well, hopefully he's built up enough of a name where he can get another job. But it's all there's always going to be this conversation when it comes to black managers that if they lose their job and things like that, it's always I going think to come if up. he was on the the run, the kind of run that Pardew was on. And uh, he did come out and say actually how tough the summer was because he was like, they had no recruitment aid, like team. They had just got relegated, so they were in a transition. He was like, he said he his entire summer was actually him overworked, like being overworked with just the mess the club was left in. Yeah. And it's like, give the guy a, a, a season. Like, he's going to yeah. make the playoffs. Like, he could get you promoted. Yeah, And, and team... I know we always say teams bounce back up, but they don't. Not as many as you think. So, oh, um, uh, what was the Fulham manager? Yeah, Slavica Jukanovic. He looks like he's going to go there, don't he? Which so they're obviously thinking, right? We need someone who's who's got a history of winning in the playoffs who can take a team up. Um, well, that won't last very long, but there you go. Yeah, shame that he's got sacked, but uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, There'll be plenty more sackings before the season is up, I'm sure. Yeah, plenty more of uh, managers we can plug in somewhere else. Who cares? Let's go to uh, the results league. How about that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Weren't that many Premier League games this week? No, quite a, uh, quite a short list, unfortunately. They they actually didn't interest me in any way. I didn't watch any football this weekend. Well, yeah. actually, what's the FA Cup moments at the pub yesterday? Yeah. The, the, the irony is, there was only three games on match today. It was bloody brilliant. All three, of them, all three of them were so exciting. Yeah. Like last minute actually. wins for all of them. Great. That, yeah. Huddersfield, that Huddersfield West Ham game. Oh man. Crazy. I was so close to being right as well. Huddersfield winning. Yeah. One nil. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least winning and getting some points. Did you course. see? Have you seen yet the Huddersfield manager's uh, post-match interview? No. Oh, it's great. You gotta watch it. He's fuming that like he's so angry I've never seen an interview like it he's so angry and they're well, like, at his players, at his players as, he's so angry they're, they're, they're asking him questions and he's like you can see he's raging and fuming he's just like what can I do what, what can... he's just furious 
It's really good. Uh, if you get a chance, watch watch it. Oh, I might have to. Uh, he's furious. Yes. And he should be, because they had loads of chances, Huddersfield. They should have actually won it. But So what are they going to... So they're on 14 points now, Huddersfield. What's the it's least amount? Is it 11 12, points? 12. Or 11 was Derby. Derby. Yeah, but they're still on for the record of the least goals scored. They've got to score, I think, another seven to beat that Derby team. What? For, they, they've got to score... Yeah, to beat they've got to teams. score seven more, otherwise they'll go down with the least goals ever yeah, scored in the Premiership. Yeah. Nah, they, I, don't. They, I don't want to say they, but they, their summer, they set themselves up to go down. Oh, for sure. We, we called right, it, I mean, we do? said it. They did nothing. Yeah. And, they, and they just barely survived last year. And then, they obviously, we know, we said at the start of the year, Wolves were obviously coming up strong. So, Fulham, I thought, would be stronger than they really were. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, they kind of set themselves up. They, I think they, they know they're going down. But at least that hopefully means they'll be in a good position next year. Yeah, they'll take the three-year parachute well, team, payments. Teams often like to come up and just get that pay bump and then be like... Well, team like why, why, why are yeah. we going to bring in a lot of players, put on high wages and then lose all the money that we get from Yeah, then become like, leads and yeah. get... Go, or, or Sunderland and fall all the way down to the third yeah. tier. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, so I went for um, Huddersfield to beat West Ham 1-0. Nil point. Nil point. Danny went for Burnley to beat Leicester. 1-0, that was also nil point. really they long. Lo- uh, I was really impressed with Leicester. I have to say they went. T- they had. Um, I think it was the quickest red card in the Premier League. Yeah. The season. Harry Maguire after two minutes. Bit harsh, but was last man. Tangle and, of legs. Yeah, it was just unfortunate because he yeah. didn't mean to foul him. I watched it. Yeah. I, I knew it must have been a professional foul, but it's just it's good striker play. Cut in front of. Him yeah, like yeah. His heels clipped. It's, it's one of those where not a bad call. It was no, exactly just, the right call. It's right an thing. Just really foul, unlucky. Yeah, when I saw Mike Dean was the referee, I was like, "Oh, this might be harsh." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they came back and they won it, and Madison was fantastic, and he scored a brilliant free kick. Uh, apparently, that's the first goal he scored in fourteen games, and I'm really surprised at that because I don't know if I'm just have this bias in my head, but no, I, he I assume he scores next. every week. No, he hasn't <laughs> been scoring at all. Clearly not. He's he gets not a lot been. of assists. That but game. then that's why Leicester have a new manager. They've, they've clearly not been playing too well in yeah. the last fourteen games. So yeah, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and Mark went for West Ham to beat Huddersfield 3 0. 3 0. Just about there, Mark. Point. Just about. So, one good. point. Um, so, scores on the doors very quickly. Chris, you're on 18. I'm leading the way on 21. And Mark, ooh, 14. Yeah. You've got some catching Close up to, gap, to do. Though. There's only Close seven the games gap. left of the season. You've got seven weeks left. You've got some catching up to do. And we, won't, we won't do it this week because obviously we just said international break. But um, all talk fantasy football team wise. It's going to be my time. Oh, oh, Mark used a free hit, and what free hit it was? 62 points. Demolishing all of us. Yeah, that was a great shout. Yeah, great shout. I wish I, my uh, team was that good. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I used my free hit and got half of those man points. Mark got 23 points. <laughs> Danny's team uh, got 35 points, and I'm going to be making a transfer next time with a massive 60 points. Wow, Jesus so Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you remember how to use, uh, <laughs> use the transfer? I don't even <laughs> Oh, oh me and Mark have just set up so nicely as well. We have put money in the bank. We're all ready. Yeah. To, you're going to come in and do something stupid like <laughs> put Torreira back. No, well, he's a good player. <laughs> he's not even playing anymore. Yeah, but you never know. Um, yeah, so do you want to talk good. about the England squad? The England squad obviously got named last week. Uh, let's, week. I haven't actually seen it, but we can do, yeah. Well, Go for it. we've already mentioned like Rice being included. Yeah. I think it was the day after he got named Irish... Young, young Irish, Irish player of the year, which I just thought was fantastic. <laughs> uh, you reckon that was just kind of like a dig or something? Well, I think the player of the year is all done so far in advance. It just was announced the day after. So, so what? Um, who? What's the team that's? Uh, it's pretty much all the usual. It's, it's the normal people. Um, 
Sancho's back in it. Rice is the only one who's getting his debut. Um, Tom Heaton is back. Back in the fold That's as he good. should be. Um, it's nice to see Callum Wilson there. Yeah, Callum Wilson. I mean, it was it was a bit obvious, really, because Southgate went and watched the the um, Bournemouth game last week when he scored two. So uh, it was Michael you know, Keane. Do you watch him like week in week out? Yeah, what do you was, reckon? Well, he wasn't great today, even though Everton won. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't watch the Everton. Game I don't. Today. I don't rate him. Um, Everton game was also weird. It was uh, just really two sort like two halves again. Like looking, David. What's his name? Silver's the next manager to go. Well, not well, not after today. They, they had a really good second half, a really horrible first half. But yeah. he made a load of changes, changed it tactically, and came out and they they dominated Chelsea in the second go. half. So, but these are, these aren't friendlies now, isn't it? These are games that actually matter. These are qualifiers. Yeah. However, so we got Montenegro and Czech Republic. I, I can't remember how it works, but I think haven't we never enough qualified for the Nations League? Basically, uh, we we got to get seriously I think unlucky. We won Europe, right? With yeah. The Nations League. I think we've, we've, nations. we've got to get seriously unlucky to not get through. Yeah. Considering they take twenty four teams now, and there's only probably fifteen half decent ones, and the fact that we got through the Nations League, it has to be seriously unlucky not to get through. Uh, well, but we, I mean, we, we should still walk the, our group the, anyway. Um, we're playing the Netherlands in the Nations League semi final. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't but know what I that think, means, but, but I think <laughs> yeah, see, it, it's really confusing because if, say, Holland win the Nations League but qualify through the qualifiers, then I think the team in the final of the Nations League gets qualified. Yeah. But then if they've qualified through their it's qualifier, next, the next, and next. next. So yeah. if England don't qualify through their qualifier, we should still qualify the fact that Holland, Portugal, or, and whoever would qualify. Is it France? No, it's not France. No, Who it, is it? We should get a qualified. Oh, it's um, Switzerland. Every time yeah. you say qualified. Ding. No, yeah. is it Switzerland or Sweden? Yeah. Switzerland. Uh, right, for the listeners that are still awake after that, let's go to some all talk, all sports. Yeah, it was a big weekend of sport. Massive, it? massive one. Go on, Mark. Uh, where do we start? Katie Taylor. She was boxing on a Friday night. She, Missed it. She <laughs> yeah, was uh, big busy, fans. unfortunately. Big, big fan, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she won, so now she holds three. Uh, of the four belts so. who did she, she beat I don't know her name oh. I can't remember wow. who does she think she is Annie Joshua yeah. three of the four oh, what's the girl's name I watched it well, well. done Mark yeah oh, I forgot Sorry. did she knock her out no she did she knock her women's boxing <laughs> she did knock her down though <laughs> but it's tough cause... Rose Volante yeah it's tough because they're, in, they're only two minute rounds so two minute rounds yeah so... why and they weren't even paid Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> Go on. But uh, yeah, so congrats to her. Good um, stuff. Uh, other news in boxing: Errol Spence. Yeah, I watched that fight. Yep, won every single round. Yeah. So it was was not as good a fight as I was hoping, but I don't know. I quite liked it. I mean, now Mikey Garcia was getting pieced up a little bit, but um, he was just he, too small. Yeah, like he said. went up too. He's a bit doughy as well, isn't it? His body, like he doesn't look. You see that guy walking down the street, you think I'll have him. Like, yeah, he just went up too many weight classes. I think, like, I think he wanted to be a five weight division champ, and then yeah. he went straight in against one of the best. And you're like, yeah, well, you might as well if you're going to do it and go up, you might as well do it against one well, of the best. Yeah. At least you're gonna, you can say that you lost against him. Imagine going up and fighting some guy that's supposed to be a Joe Schmo and, and then, then losing. losing. Yeah. yeah, true, true. He might as well start at the top. Yeah, Fair he enough. might as well just go because at least he'll be like, well, yep, yeah, he's pound for pound the best fight in the world. Uh, there's no shame in losing to him. Yeah, there was another big fight, good. wasn't there? Well, there's one that's been trying trying to be an announced. Paulie Malinaji's gone to 
Ben Ben knuckle boxing now. Oh, is he? So he's yeah. Ben knuckle trying. boxing's a that 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 fighting league's getting quite big now. You get yeah, really? these old names going into it. Yeah. So so he's gone to try and give. Is that as it sounds on the tin? Ben knuckle just boxing. boxing without gloves. Yeah. So I think he'll be fighting in about June or July. But one thing he came out and said, the level is really low. So he's he's a name trying to make it a bit bigger. He's called out McGregor. I think um did uh, Sugar Ray uh, not uh, not Sugar Ray um there's a big name in it who. Oh God! What is his name? Um, no, not sh- who, uh, sh- Sugar Shane Mosley. I think was fighting it. Not, not. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. No. But yeah, so that might start getting a bit bigger now. It was interesting after Evel Spence calling out uh, Manny Pacquiao. Did he you see that? Did you not see that uh, talking uh, after the fight? Because Manny Pacquiao was there and in the ring. And he called him over and he said it would be an honour to fight him. And I was like, that would be nice. Like everyone wants ago. to fight Pacquiao just because they're like it. Because now they can ultimately take people always yeah. people will always uh, look back on Wikipedia and however many years time look yeah. at their win losses. Yeah, say, oh, look, it, I beat him. Yeah, it's funny when they do that. Yeah. 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 It's like the Michael Bisping beating Anderson Silver stuff, or like you know, it's like oh, he's a big name, he beat him. What a great yeah. win! It's like well, he beat him when he was old, so when yeah. he's past it. The, the only thing you'd say is, but so was Bisping a bit old. Like I didn't mind Bisping beating Silver because I was like, well, they both. Where this, like they've both been in the yeah, UFC, but Bisping so was arguably still fighting at his best, whereas yeah. Silver certainly wasn't. I don't mind because Bisping has been cheated by plenty, yeah. but for a while, like he was one of the few clean athletes in the yeah. sport. We're talking about it. it was a big UFC in London. It was the weekend they spend in London at the O2 Arena, and yeah. we had uh, Liverpool's Darren Till uh, face Jorge Masvidal, who's from Florida. And Darren Till got fucked. He got knocked out yeah, so yeah, yeah. hard. Oh my goodness! It was literally. I was watching it with uh, with my girlfriend, and she was like, "He looks like he's about to lose." Oh, I don't know. Darren Till's pretty strong, and he seems to be eating up all his punches. All of a sudden, Jorge Masvidal just comes with this left hook from hell and just it almost. Him. And it he was out. Like he was out for time. It reminded me a bit of when we watched Yusk versus <clears throat> Bellew, and it was like he wasn't throwing hard punches to yeah. it to begin with. And I think Darren Till took a couple on the chin and then was like, oh, do you know what? I can take, I can two, take it. I can take two, three punches to try and land my one. And that and one just, just, just ripped it out. Yeah. I thought Darren Till's, t- all the fights I've seen Darren Till in and do well in, he's come in with such an aggressive, violent sort of feel to him. And this one, he was just far too casual. Yeah. He took, he took him for granted, I think, or was just, in, just, there was just no animosity between them. Um, so that was interesting. But did you see after the fight as well? Do you know Leon Edwards uh, is an English fighter? Who he won, won his fight. He, um, Jorge Masvidal was doing a talk after with a reporter about the fight and stuff. Leon Edwards called something out at the back. And he goes, huh? What? Say that to my face. Left the interview, walked up to Leon Edwards and was like, yeah, with his hands behind his back. And then just went bang, bang, left, right and just started smashing him. And they... Had a fight in there. Is it becoming a bit too much like WWE these days? Because I I saw I saw a clip um, earlier today where they were backstage and a a similar thing happened. They were backstage and they're interviewing one guy. Went, oh, hold on a second. Just walked up, just walks over. I don't don't know who they are. Just walked over and just started smacking this other guy. Literally, what I just said, didn't it? Yeah, but that was it. Wasn't them. Oh, it was some. They were backstage and it was I don't know some other minor UFC thing. I just feel like it's becoming WWE. I don't know, but this stuff happens. This stuff actually has happened. A lot more often in the background, there just hasn't been as many cameras, and now there's cameras everywhere. Oh, okay. Like I, I like, it's like to a watch, soap opera. I like to watch a lot of the press conferences, and they always say, "Oh, you had an incident with this person backstage," or they'll ask Dana White and say something happened. This stuff happens all the time. 
Fair enough. Um, and they get into scuffles. But um, yeah. There was some it, rugby this weekend as well. There was a bit of rugby this weekend. <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> I want to forget it. It was it Saracens and <laughs> <laughs> Northampton. Northampton. No, well, congratulations to Wales for winning the, the Six Nations and the Grand Slam and the Triple Crown and probably anything else. They well, can Warren Gatlin, um, I heard it this morning. Is it th- Chris's favorite? Is the only is the only guy to win it three times the Grand Slam? Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I I I don't know if it's just me or or not, but I did not see Wales. Winning the Six Nations, let alone the Grand Slam before the tournament. Do you remember our bet last week? Uh, what was it? Where you, have, you now owe me a tenner. Because uh, I said Wales would win the Grand Slam. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll send Annoying. Danny I'll always send over him. I always, ba- <laughs> always back the people I don't support because then if we lose, it's it's all right. Do you take Bitcoin? Uh, yes. All right. <laughs> I'll send you over 10 Bitcoin. Brilliant. 10 Bitcoin, that's yeah. a fortune. Yeah, like a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so I read the Twickenham and uh, that injury game was interesting. Oh, God. Uh, the first half, I just thought, oh, this is pointless. Like, England... We weren't, yeah, I can't say we were fully watching that game. We were hammered at this point. We'd I mean, everyone point. everyone was hammered at this point. Well, me and Mark had been at the Weatherspoon since 12 o'clock. I was at Twickenham and that all of Twickenham was hammered at this point yeah. because everyone was there to obviously watching the Ireland-Wales game at first. And I think because that game was... Ireland was so disappointing. They did not turn up. It was just so disappointing that, and definitely Ireland, Ireland lost it rather than Wales winning it. Like Ireland, Ireland gave away so many penalties. They just killed themselves with yeah. them. And you're never going to be able to win a game like I play rugby week in week out. Like you're never going to win a game com- uh, committing that many penalties. You just yeah. you get no momentum. Rugby's a real game of momentum, building up phases, just just uh, trying to um, stack up the numbers and just go forward. Whereas if you stop it with a penalty, you end up having to go, go back to your own half because they'll just kick it into yeah. your territory. And having to get up the pitch is such a hard thing to there do. There was a, a moment, I think maybe 20 minutes in, where Ireland got to like five the five metre outline and just never got anywhere well, they, they dropped they, uh, they dropped. And that's such a good, and you and said such a good I, I was like, straight after that, I was like, they that's disheartened the entire team. You just, yeah. you could see they were like, we got so close. Had they scored the try there, as you say, it's a game of momentum that that changes the the dynamic. So. The weird thing about the England game um, is what was it thirty one seven at half time, and I remember I went we went in at half time and then we we were seeing it was obviously on the screens we were like oh we should go out because the second half starting there were so many people that were like oh yeah I'm probably just gonna get another beer I'll come in a bit and I think I I went out into the stadium and it was not even half full like, there was. Nowhere near half. Service full. is terrible there. Well, it wasn't just that. It was that I think everyone because the anticlimax because Wales has already won, so there's nothing yeah, to play yeah. for. England are thirty-one-seven up against a team that haven't beaten us in thirty years. Everyone's like, well, it's not really that important. And I think that's exactly what happened to the players. They came out. And I think just they swore. might not have known the Wales score, and then at half time they saw, and were like, oh. no way. <laughs> they went no out. Way. Went out at the start thinking nah. that maybe we'll have a chance. Realised the crowd because the crowd was. Danny, you were not cheering because the crowd <laughs> was quiet. It was really quiet. <laughs> it was, do you know what? I was saying they to the guy next to me, it was really was, flat. Yeah. It was a really flat atmosphere. And it was such a shame. Like, what? Why did they do that? Why did they not do the games at the same time? TV money. Oh, at least put like the deciding game at the end then. Like, what? Uh, no, you can't do They that. did the fixtures too early. Like, just, it was such a shame. It was such a flat atmosphere. Unfortunately, like, rugby need the TV money. So, And England, uh, England's always going to play last. Why? Because TV money. Like People are going to watch England. People will watch all of them leading up to England. Yeah, they did enough. the fixtures at, like before, so it just 
turns out that way. So the thing is, though, when with, the way in which they do it, it could either be really epic finish or something where it's a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, if Ireland had won, what an epic finish oh, it would have man. been. And and imagine that same result happening. Oh, can you I mean, imagine? You know, oh, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> we came yeah. second at least. <laughs> it's interesting though because I mean, well, look, it was it was really tough watching this game and then the performance they had against. Wales, where they really just—I don't think England turned up very well. Well, there was a, there was about forty minutes where we didn't turn up. Yeah, and we were, we were fine. The it's other not, half. it's not. Yeah, but it's not a good thing leading into a World Cup. Yeah, the World Cup's later on this year. Now it looks like there's another contender in Wales coming forward. Southern Hemisphere, you can only really count Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, New Zealand as uh, as the one contender there. Australia aren't as good as they used to be. South Africa yeah. aren't. So but really, the favourites are, are going to be New Zealand. I would have said England and Ireland, but even Ireland. Ireland really look flat. awful now. So, so yeah. I mean, it's crazy how much uh, how much change can happen in a, in, a, as, in a year. But we spoke about it yesterday. I was like, the thing is, there are certain things when it comes to World Cups, you can't, you can you can only go so far on form. Because I was like, Australia will yeah. turn up, South Africa will. Australia turn won't up. turn up, guaranteed. Like, I, I, they literally don't su- have the personnel. No, but I, I you'd be surprised. The same names rise to the top. I was I'd like, be very surprised. If you watch the Six Nations, you'd think France are like the worst, one of the worst rugby teams there, right? There is, but they always turn up in World Cups. Like Scotland had a good World Cup, yeah, a did. while ago. If you watch them, you'd think they were. Terrible. Hey, they're a good team, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, while we're on all talk, all sports, very yeah. quickly, um, it was the start of Formula One season again this weekend. Oh, big, big fans. fans! Big fans! Big fans! Well, for the first good. for the first time in a long time, we had three British drivers on the grid in the top twenty. Um, the two we actually saw them. Well, you didn't. You were asleep. But uh, I saw them when we went to Silverstone last year. Lando Norris and George Russell. They're the future. I know who they are. The future of British uh, racing, and they finished twelfth and sixteenth. What colour their cars? Uh, Lando Norris is an orange car. Be good to go McLaren. back to one of our earlier pods because you picked which one you thought was better. Yeah. So well. So uh, I picked George Russell. Admittedly, he's in the worst car. So I've, I'm starting off at the bat. It's a bad sign. Um, but I, I do like Lando Norris just because Lando, what a great name. Um, but yeah, George Russell was the guy I picked then, so I'll stick with him. Uh, but yeah, just shout out to them to their debuts. They did well. So. Nice. All right. We'll be watching that closely. Big fans. Big Any fans. other sports? Uh, no. Let's get to uh, the game of the week. The game of the week. So this has had loads and loads of prep. Lots. This one. Danny prepares um, heavily for the Autotalk FC podcast. And uh, I had you in mind, Chris. And I was um, last time you last time you said, well, last last thing you said when we played last game was, do you think I'll ever win a game? And we both laughed and said no. And I still don't think you'll ever win a game because I'm pretty sure Mark's gonna be better All at right, this than then. you. Stop putting pressure on but, me. But <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'll never win a game because it'll be so Today, all the answers are Arsenal players. So wow. hopefully, there is a chance you might you might get some points. So um, this is a pretty simple game. We've sort of played a similar one before. Uh, it's who am I? Alright. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna we'll take it in turns. That game before. Well, yeah. it's slightly differently, so what I'm gonna well, tell we know you is an player. Yeah. So what I'm gonna tell you is I'm gonna tell you the clubs from all, all the clubs they played for from start to finish. You need to tell me who it is. Okay. okay. And I'll tell you how many goals they score for Arsenal if they Just score. professional career in that. Well you're gonna go youth. Well, their career. Alright. So, um who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Great. Um, I have no idea if these are easy or hard in any order because I was in a bit of a rush. <laughs> Literally just search them now. So uh, uh, apologies if one's easy and the other isn't. Who um, says we don't take this seriously? 
Uh, right. Oh, my pointless game was quality. It was good. Uh, Chris. No, stop patting yourself in the back. This player started his career at Rennes in 1991. He then went on to play for Deportivo, La Coruña, Bordeaux, and then finally to Arsenal in 2000, where he scored 31 goals. He then moved on to Lyon, and then back to Rennes, and finally Marseille in 2009. Is it... Uh, how many goals did he score, did he say? He scored 31 goals for Arsenal. Um, is it Ali Adier? <laughs> <laughs> is that your guess? No, no, no. no. Um... Um, uh, Will Todd's got more than that, didn't he? Significantly more. But I can't think of anyone else. I'm going to go for Jermaine Aliadier. It was Sylvain Will Todd. Oh, <laughs> oh, do you I thought pass that... it over? Because when you said Will Todd, I thought, oh, that's a great... great oh, player. sorry. I thought he scored way more goals than that. He scored 31 goals in 106 appearances for Arsenal. Oh, um, I knew it was Sylvain. I thought that was really easy because it was all French teams. Yeah. But there were a lot of French players, I guess. Yeah, um, 91 was... Oh, but do you know, do you know what well, swayed me? Well, we started in... Do you know what swayed me? Because you're smiling there looking at me and I thought, it is Ali Adi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's the looking way he at me. Like, yeah. How did you oh, I was just, out? just laughing at your joke. Oh. Uh, no, right. In the sake, I could have actually won this game. Mark. It's not over. This player um, started their career at... Actually, a team never heard of, but it doesn't really matter, that was youth. Uh, their professional career at Ajax in 1993. They then went on to play for Inter Milan, and then Arsenal in 1999, where they went on to score 37 goals, and then moved on to West Brom and finally finished at Portsmouth. Uh, I'll go with... Carney. Correct. Nice. Carney. 37 goals in 119 games. That's almost the same as Sylvain Wiltord. I'm so disappointed in myself right now. Uh, Chris. I'm just pleased I'm off the mark. <laughs> uh, this player started their career in 1985 at Crystal Palace. Went on to Arsenal, where they scored 128 goals. They then went on to play for West Ham, Forest, Celtic, and finally finished their career in 2000 at Burnley. Jesus. Um, mm, let's see. Time is money here, Chris. Uh, is it Ian Wright? It is Ian Wright. I told you, some are easy, some are not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Them clubs at the end made me think, is it him? Like, I can't remember any of that. Yeah, I, I remember the Celtic, because he did the... Do you remember our favourite FIFA celebration, which was just the dive? Oh, right. That's where he yeah. did it at Celtic. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Mark, this player started their career in 2004 at Marseille. They went on to Arsenal in 2008 where they scored 18 goals. They then moved on to Manchester City, Sevilla, Antalyaspor of Turkey, and finally West Ham. Oh, Nasri. <laughs> I was like, well, I thought yeah, Nasri before, yeah. All right, I told you, some are easy, some are hard, all right? Well, you just had Ian Wright, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I only had two minutes to prepare this, all right? <laughs> Give me a break. It's a good game, considering. Yeah, a week. We said you to do the game last week. I did on the way here. Uh... While you're driving. Chris, right, you're up. Uh, this person started their career at Arsenal. Actually in youth at 1989, but made their debut in 1992. They scored 32 goals for Arsenal. They then went on to play for Middlesbrough, Hull. Oh, and that was it. <laughs> Middlesbrough and then Hull. In 2007, uh, where they finished. How many goals? 32 goals. Uh, I'm going to go for Ray Parler. 
It was Ray Parler, correct. Oh, that's a great answer. That's a really good answer. Mark was struggling there. Yeah. Mark, uh, this player started, again, their career in some youth team you won't have heard of, so I won't go there. Uh, they were at Ajax in 1992. They went on to Arsenal in 1997, where they scored 25 goals, and then went on to finish their career at Barcelona. Uh, I've got two players I'm thinking of. Who do you think? I'm caught between Marco Vermaers or Van Vonkost. I'm going to go with Marco Vermaers. It was Marco Vermaers. He scored 25 goals in 100 appearances for Arsenal in three years. That was it. It's just because it's because the twenty five goals. I was like, surely Marco Mars got that in one season. Well, he only <laughs> played for three seasons, and he went on to Barcelona. He seemed to always score. Yeah, uh, Chris. Um, by the way, how many have I got left here? Uh, what's the score? I'm one up. One yeah. Okay. Um, there's two more. So there's you then. Yeah, that's right. This is the last round. Marked winning. I've got. You have to get this to equal. You have to get this one. This player started their career at Atletico Mineiro. They moved on to Arsenal in 2002, where they scored 17 goals. They then moved on to Panathinaikos, Gremio, and finally finished their career where they started at Atletico Mineiro in 2013. Mm. Um, I can't even think. Where is Atletico Mineiro in Spain? Mm. This is not good. Play for Arsenal between 2002 and 2008. 2002, 2008. I'm going to go for... Uh, this is wrong, but I'm going to go for Antonio Reyes. It's incorrect, because he came I from Sevilla. It is Gilberto Silva. Correct. I didn't want you to say where Atletico Monero was. Well, was obviously, Brazil, that would be... Yeah, Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have given it away. I, I wasn't it's not why that. I said Reyes, I just couldn't think of it. I knew yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, and I've got one more, but it sounds like I think, Mark, you've won. Oh, Again, luckily. But we'll give it to you anyway and um, and see. So this player started their career at Halmstead in 1994. They went on to Arsenal in 1998 where they, went, where they scored 46 goals. They then moved on to West Ham, Seattle Sounders in America, Chicago Fire, back over the pond Celtic, then over to China to Shimizu S-Pulse and finally finished their career in 2014 making four appearances for Mumbai City. Who went from Arsenal to West Ham? He went to Arsenal in 1998 and he scored 46 goals. Uh, And then he went... To West Ham and then over the pond to America. uh, Where was the team? The German German team he started at? Hampstead, you said? Hampstead. Hampstead. I can't even think. I'll go Arsenal to West Ham. Come on, Mark. Yeah, I can't I can't even pluck a name up. Uh You got a minute. Well you got yeah. ten seconds or I'm, right, I'm me, passing it over. Give me if ten seconds. If you don't give an answer, it's being passed over and Chris can get back in the game here. This is bad radio, Mark. Yeah, I I I don't know, I'll go with uh I can't even guess a name. I'll go <laughs> Burkham. <laughs> it was not no. Burkham. Chris, <laughs> like, I can't can you think who it was? Uh, I can't, actually. Um, You're going to kick uh, yourselves. It no. was, in fact, Freddie Lindbergh. Freddie Lindbergh, yeah. I don't... I... Hampstead yeah. is a Swedish team. Swedish team. Of course, yeah. Freddie uh, Lindbergh, yeah, to West Ham. Yeah. 
There yeah. you go. Uh, congratulations, Chris. Unlucky. Commiserations. In fact. I just did you in bank. I was like, I, that's still bad. Well, I know it was. I nearly had Burkamp, but it was too easy. I actually asked them. Did you not have World Tour in your mind when I, before I'd said it? No, I don't. Oops. Danny's dropped his phone. There you go. All good. It's an iPhone. Uh, congratulations, Mark. You're the winner. That Jumberg one's annoyed me. Should have got that. The Sylvan Wiltor one's fucking killed me, boy. Fucking You hell. even said it. So annoying. But there you go. Right, let's go to uh, front three, back four. How about that? Finish off with that, yeah? Sure. Are we ready? to start? Yeah. Who wants to start? Uh, go on, I'll start then. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so in my front three this week is uh, Mushrooms. Uh, there was a study done by some um, uh, Chinese gentlemen, some doctors, who did a study for, uh, that said that... Um, oh, I haven't got it here. We're like mushrooms in this pod, aren't we? Because we're a bunch of fun guys. <sighs> Man. Mm, that was... Uh, Jesus Christ. I think I've, we've, the name of this pod is going to be something to do with terrible jokes. <laughs> Look at oh. Mark, he's chuckling to himself. We love that joke. Yeah. That's a terrible joke, Mark. <sighs> Dude, I, I guess don't know what there's to do not with that. mushroom room <laughs> on this pod for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's late. Uh, Come on, Chris. Where's your story? Oh, no, actually. Fungus. This, yeah, no, no. This is a type of uh, mushrooms because there's a type of uh, fungus that can instantly induce orgasms in a woman with its smell. Alright. So that's that. Good. That's your fun free, was it? <laughs> that was my fun free. Where does this mushroom live? Uh, <laughs> where might one find this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I had another one I can't find it that's annoying in my back four this week is the human race I'm pretty sure that's been in your back four a few times yes yeah. and it's back again scientists say they can recreate living dinosaurs within the next five years so they say and if we know anything from Jurassic Park we're fucked <laughs> they're getting, they're, I think they're getting genes from um, chickens because chickens are direct uh, directly evolved from dinosaurs. That's where the genes still live. In Jurassic Park, is it frogs? Am I imagining that? I think that I think it's from frog DNA that they create the dinosaurs really? or something stupid. Not yeah. chickens, no. No, it's frogs. I thought it was the mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> they, the fossilized mosquito. Oh, oh yeah, it had some like genes in it from that. Yeah. Didn't it? Well, yeah. no, they, they, I think the idea there was the mosquito. Yeah, very loose. The mosquito obviously took the blood of uh, whatever because it. It uh, poked its nose in and then got stuck in the sap, but yeah, also but, bit um, loose. I actually, I don't want dinosaurs to come back because they'll kill us all. <laughs> like, who the fuck wants that? And then you know you're going to get some assholes that are just going to be like, oh, I might have one as a pet. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, maybe. Maybe that is going to end the world and not global warming. Or, or Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, who wants to go next? Uh, well, I haven't oh, got back four because I thought I did and it's not written down and I can't think for the life of me what it was. But I have a front three. Go on, and in my front three um, are female referees this week. So uh, Wow. Football referees. Treads carefully. Football referees. No, this is my front three. I thought you said so, female referees. Yeah, female referees, but female football referees. So um, the reason being is uh, there's a lady called Bibiana Steinhaus. She's a German lady and she is um, she was the first ever... Um, like top league female referee in the men's game and uh, as you know I've started watching quite a lot of European football recently and I watched um, a German game the other day and again today and she was refereeing Is she the one with the short blonde hair? No Okay. Um, there are a few now but she's the first she's an ex-police woman she's been doing it for a year now um, she was absolutely brilliant the, the funny thing about it 
was that none of the blokes would dare say a word to her. And there was a few there was a few decisions where you know normally they're going to crowd the referee. They're going they did not say a word. It was like they walked up, she'd look at them, and it was sort of go, oh, just walk away. And I actually think this could be the future of football. They need to get more female referees in the men's game because they'll stop arguing with the ref. As soon as they get the offside rule, yeah. then we can put them in. <laughs> well, I did laugh at myself because, you know, in the Brighton game, the, the offside, it was Sean uh, Welby or whatever her name is who, was, who got the wrong offside. And I knew you were going to say something. I thought, oh, that's going to come up. But anyway, no, that's so my front three because she did brilliantly. And actually, she's um, leading the way for more female referees in the men's game. At the top level, which is a good thing, I think. If, well, if that brings a level of respect where they have to tread carefully, like the way that referees get treated in football, I mean, outside of Mike Dean, they, they don't deserve it. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah, and as I said, I, I didn't write down my back four and I can't remember it for the life of me, but there you go. All right. Mark. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, but I'm putting this in my front three and it's the uh, just. Uh, the Olympic drugs testing, they've got quite uh, strong now. They're starting to branch out into other sports and they're catching more and more dopers. And uh, any of you heard of a guy called Gare Helgimo? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, big yeah. yeah. Big, big fan. Yeah, so he's big world number one. And, uh, at what? At what? Well, this is what we'll get to. So he's just been banned for a year as he got caught doping at um, the last competition. He's the world number one bridge player. So... <laughs> <laughs> so He's just been caught. If it turns out he was taking a uh, synthetic testosterone just before the tournament, so why? Well, I guess I don't know. I guess he thought he could just. I don't know. Maybe it's sharpen up his mind a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? That's bizarre. Have you ever played bridge? Do you know how to play it? I'm not very good at it. You I kind of know the rules. Because it comes almost. It used to come with every pack of cards. No, but they're not the yeah. rules, though. That's like a referencing thing to uh, do the scores. Um, yeah, I, I, I sort of know the rules, but the, it's a bit complex. I've well, never had anyone games. to play with. It's just like you have to play in pairs. Yeah. Yeah, bridge is a card you game which usually thing. involves four players sat around the table. So there you go. Yeah, well, so um, naughty him. Was it, was it Russian by any chance? Uh, I don't know where he's from. He sounds Russian. Yeah. Was his name Igor? <laughs> that's him there yeah. oh yeah he looks like a doper definitely get that on Twitter so, so like yeah Donald Trump alright uh, let me quickly change back four. Oh, it was Conor McGregor did he got arrested he did yes again for uh, smashing a fan's phone so <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I didn't read the full full story but I think essentially I guess a fan must have been trying to take a photo or We've seen him in the past lash out at fans who try and take a photo of him. And, uh, yeah, he smashed up their phone, got arrested. Fans can be weird, though, man. They get very close sometimes. Yeah, they can. And you don't know what they'll do to try and make a name for themselves. I've seen this clip of, like, Justin Bieber recently where a fan was, like, coming over trying to put his hand around him and take a picture. Like, bro, like, leave me alone. Don't touch me. (laughs) Creep. So, yeah, I was just looking at other famous athletes athletes or sportsmen who had been arrested oh Mark's list so, is back it's not so much a list I've just gone on the Wikipedia page and see if you remember um, any of these so Joey Barton was arrested twice once while he was at Newcastle and once while he was at uh, QPR Man City oh. so he got six months when he was at Newcastle and four months with a two year suspension great player George Best Danny Simpson 
Marcus Bent, Eric Cantona, all these guys were arrested. Do you remember yeah. any of the incidents? Well, I remember Eric Cantona's flying kick in the Wimbledon crowd. That was great. Or Palace crowd, even. Ched Evans. Oh. He was... Uh, too soon, Mark. Too soon. <laughs> well, he's, he got it overturned, did he? Yeah. He got in the retrial not guilty, but he still spent two years in prison, I think. Yeah. Obviously, Adam Johnson, Marlon King. Adam yeah. Johnson. Well, he's a good player. Was being the operative word there. Was. So yeah, I just thought, see if you remember any of these big incidents. I mean, everyone remembers the Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo, the Cantona kick, right? The flying kick. Yeah. yeah. In that. The fan deserved it. Probably. The, the thing was, I was like, um, let me have a look through the list. And football, I was like, oh, it's a few of these names we should recognise. And it's got it done by sports. So I was like, oh, let's go my other favourite sport, boxing. And there's just so many. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Time. Probably not, literally, no, no joke, 90% of them probably will be domestic abuse. So, but a lot of them are like burglary and like, um, yeah, a lot of them are robbery and burglary and stuff. So, oh, except Riddick, Riddick Bowe, who got 18 months for kidnapping. He killed his, a guy, didn't he? Kidnapped his wife and kids. Yeah. He beat Lennox Lewis. No, oh, he yeah. was the one who avoided. No, he beat him. There you go, kids. Say no, no to drugs. That's the famous, like, they, they never fought each other. So Riddick Bowe gave up his belt to, and didn't fight Lewis. Then Holyfield won the belt and Lewis beat Holyfield. How could you have a list and not have Mike Tyson on there? Well, I thought, yeah, Tyson's on here. He's uh, But he's quite known. He's quite known, yeah. yeah. Like, everyone knows what he does. I like. I, people often forget what he, he, he does, but, like, yeah, it's, I don't... Not really a fan. <laughs> You're not a fan of Mike Tyson? He's really changed his life. I like him. I, I liked him actually on Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Pretty tattoos. Yeah, not a great decision. <laughs> Why? Life choices. This was a good one. We'll talk next week, I guess, about England's exploits in the Nations League. It's not the Nations League. It's in the, the European, European, European qualifiers. qualifiers. Whatever it is. Hopefully we continue to be European champions. Is that how it works? Uh, no, we're not European champions. No? Either. Portugal are the European champions. Right. France are the World Cup champions. But what, we won two Nation League games, so that means we won, right? Uh, we'll explain it to you offline. Yeah. Right, right. Cheers. <laughs> right. Let's uh, t- see you next week. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye.